The James Cancer Hospital is the first program in the United States that went live with primary diagnosis using only digital slides. This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and today we're going to explore the fascinating and high-tech world of digital pathology with Dr. Anil Parwani, the director of the James Digital Pathology Program. Digital pathology is a relatively new development, and it's a huge breakthrough that allows James physicians to make faster and more accurate diagnoses. It also helps researchers develop new and more effective cancer treatments, and it allows for the use of digital images to build artificial intelligence tools to analyze a patient's specific cancer profile. And the James has one of the largest and most advanced digital pathology programs in the world. Welcome, Anil. Thank you. It's great to be here, Steve. Anil, let's start off with a little history, a little background for everybody. What is pathology and why is it such an important tool at a cancer hospital and and comprehensive cancer center? So pathology is the diagnosis of disease. And more specifically, within pathology, there are different types of pathologists So I'm going to focus today on anatomical pathology, which is diagnosis of tissue and cells. So when a patient has a a patient has a breast mass and they go and see their oncologist, they do a biopsy is done. In traditional pathology, this biopsy tissue is then submitted to the lab, which will process it, put it in formalin and create tissue blocks which are then converted into glass slides. In a traditional pathology workflow, this glass slide is then reviewed by a pathologist using a microscope, and they make a diagnosis. They, they tell the oncologist and the patient's management team that this is a specific kind of breast cancer. It has the following attributes, including the grade and the stage and how active is it, that indicates to the oncologist what the prognosis might be. In addition, this tissue is then subjected to biomarker evaluation, so which dictates therapy. So, for example, if this patient with the breast cancer has um, biomarkers like estrogen receptor or progesterone receptor, they can now receive a specific targeted therapy. So, pathologist in the end of at the end of the day, using glass slides, make a make a diagnosis which which enables that patient to receive appropriate cancer treatment. Now, I'm guessing that that's a bit of a science, a bit of an art form, and it may also be a timely endeavor that that just takes a long time. Yeah, so it, it is. It is A lot of it is science, but there's a lot of art to it, to make the right slide, to process it with the right time. We also need to standardize that workflow. We want to make sure that the, patho- the lab receives the tissue in a timely manner and then it's fixed properly and appropriately because the patient's treatment strategies depend on how we process the tissue in the lab. So when the pathologist receives the tissue on a glass slide, they are insured and they're, they're insured that the appropriate processes have occurred. And uh, they, when they review the slides under the microscope, they can make a diagnosis which will be meaningful to the patient. So I take it this is how things were done for years, and then all of a sudden, with the advancement of between uh, genetics and uh, computer technology, you have a new way to do this. Correct. So 
Over the last decade or so, we've seen the development of new technologies, including digital pathology, which really is a overlapping, overarching term for using images in pathology. So most pathologists have a camera on their microscope. So when they put the class slide, they review the image, they will take pictures, and these pictures are then converted into PowerPoint presentations or they go into the electronic medical record. Over the last 10 to 15 years, we've seen development of a new technology called whole slide imaging, which takes a whole glass slide and converts it into a large digital image, which is made up of millions of pixels. So if a patient has kidney cancer and a pathologist gets the glass slide, this technology enables that glass slide to be converted into millions of pixels, which then, when they are recreated by the computer use software, appear on the pathologist's monitor as an exact replica of the glass slide. So it really converts pathology images similar to radiology images. Like when you, you we are used to X-rays and CT scans and MRI scans in the radiology world. In the pathology world, there was a new concept. You know, pathologists were always tied to their microscopes. With whole slide imaging, now these images are transferable. They're shareable. They're, we can collaborate on these images. We can, uh, we can, if I have a patient who has a very challenging and rare cancer and comes to Columbus and comes to James for treatment, if we are not able to make the diagnosis using, uh, you know, using the expertise we have in-house, we can tap into a worldwide expertise because now we have a digital slide. And very, very only very few hospitals now have this technology to make that happen. Now, I'm trying to envision that on the computer screen where the pathologist is now, instead of looking through a microscope at the slide, the pathologist is looking at his computer screen with thousands of pixels, and he, can, he or she can change the size and zoom in and out. Is that pathologist still using his experience and expertise to make the diagnoses, or are we at the stage where the computer itself has started to recognize things? So we are at a very exciting time in pathology because when this technology was first built, when the first scanners were built, you know, it took almost an hour or more to scan one slide. Today we can do that within seconds. Wow. Okay. You know, the fast the at the James Cancer Hospital. We have one of the fastest scanners in the world. It can take a, a average class slide with about 1.5 centimeter tissue and convert it into a digital image within a minute. So as soon as the slide is digitized, the pathologist now has this image in front of them. If, even physically, that image may be in a different location. It might be at the James, we store all the images in duplicate in two different data centers. So once the image is digitized, it's in front of the pathologist. They can use traditional image recognition and processing like when they learned pathology on, on, my, under, on glass slides with a microscope. They can use the same concepts to re review the images and make a diagnosis. Because pathology is very heavy with images. You know, it's very, pathologists are trained to very, be very visually oriented and they're very good with pattern recognition. And unlike radiology, where radiologist makes an inter, you know, makes an impression, they have a differential diagnosis of what this might be. 
pathologists make an interpretation and they use visual cues. So in my experience, when we rolled this technology out at the James, we found that it's not the younger pathologists or the older pathologists. It was the more experienced pathologists who were the most comfortable with this technology. You know, intuitively you would think, you know, like today high school kids right. are growing just, up with yeah. iPads and they're growing up with, you know, new, new they play video games and they're very tech savvy. And so when, I, when we were rolling this out at the James, this program, we, we thought the younger pathologists, the trainees, the fellows will be the most comfortable with it. But to our surprise and very pleasantly, our most senior pathologists have actually embraced the technology. And they are not only proficient with it, they are very comfortable with this technology. So it's, it was a very surprising. And we actually are in the process of putting together a lot of this data and helping other academic centers and other pathology practices around the world and share this information with them so they can benefit from it. So obviously your experience in doing, how, how many of these have you done? So we have now created over a million unique slides. Each of this slide is tied to a patient and we also have follow-up information on these patients. We also have the demographics and everything else about this these patients. But, uh, does so, a, but does a million slides mean a million patients? No. So a million slides are uh, from about over 100,000 patients. So typically, each patient, might, when they get a biopsy, they might have uh, one or two slides made from their tissue, if it's a very small tissue. If it's a large tumor, for example, if it's a 30-centimeter sarcoma, we take 30 slides. Okay. So this is an average, on average we have about 10 slides per patient, which translates to over a million slides. Yeah, because a million patients sounded not not possible, but 100,000 sound over. Uh, since since what year did you start doing so this? So we started doing, uh, we've, we've gone back into the archives and scanned slides as early as 2010, 2010. Wow, so that that's still a big number since right. 2010, 100,000 people have been diagnosed with cancer here at the James. That's... It's a little sobering number that that is why you but, guys do do what you do. Yeah, and it's not only the the cancer patients; it's also consults. You know, patients from other other oh, okay. parts of the world mm-hmm. who have sent uh, slides to the James for a second. Oh, opinion. once other hospitals send the slides in, they become part of your registry and right. add help add up to that right. million. Okay, so every every patient who is seen or referred to the James for cancer treatment we have a copy of their cancer slides now in the archive. And this is this mil- is one of the largest repositories? This is one of the largest repositories in the United States. And the James Cancer Hospital is the first program in the United States that went live with primary diagnosis using only digital slides. Oh, okay. So we're the only hospital currently in the, in the United States because this, this technology was first approved by the FDA for primary diagnosis in 2017, and we were the first sites to go live with it. Well, on, on a previous episode of our podcast, we had on Doug Ullman the, from Pelotonia, and he mentioned that Pelotonia helped fund some of this. Yeah, so Pelotonia has been very, very instrumental in helping us launch this program because 
most places they don't have a unique funding opportunity that Pelotonia provides. You know, if you go to Johns Hopkins or you go to Memorial, if you look at their pathology programs, they don't have the infrastructure that we've created at the James, and that's only been possible through the contributions from Pelotonia, from foundations, from James internal funds, and from Ohio State funds. So we're very fortunate to have this program here that has enabled us to create this unique resource for the cancer patients at the James. Yeah, and, and it, as, as a Pelotonia rider myself, it's always great to know that the money we raise is going towards such cutting-edge things that are really, really helping patients. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Anil, and he's going to fill us in on some of the the new things that the digital pathology is allowing uh, physicians and researchers to do that they couldn't do before, that they can now do quicker, easier, and and more cost-effectively. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At The James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. We're back with Anil Parwani talking about the great advances that digital pathology is presenting to physicians and researchers. And when we left off, Anil, you gave us a great breakdown of what digital pathology is and now sort of fill us in on some of the specifics of what it's allowing uh, people here at the James to do to take better care of their patients and, and develop new treatments. Yeah, so one of the things that one of the things that we can now do. So imagine all these patient slides which have been digitized. We can directly contribute to the patient, to cancer patient care in three ways. One is we can now manage the information of these patients digitally. So if the patient who has a biopsy in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and now comes to the James for treatment for cancer resection, we can easily, with a click of a button, compare their current cancer with the prior biopsy that was done. And if there was any intervening chemotherapy or hormonal therapy or radiation therapy, we can look at before and after of those effects, and we can quantitate it, something we we could not do very easily on glass slides. So managing the information aggregating all this information and creating an electronic digital image repository of that patient. Similar to what we have in today with web portals and patient portals, like my, my OSU chart or something. Okay, so, so you we can, can... We can potentially create a way for those images to be, res- to be deposited into a repository. And keep track of the changes in that person's Exactly, and if they bio. receive additional treatment at the James... We can sequentially compare if that treatment was effective or not. Now, would that come from a new biopsy? It could be a new biopsy. It could be a post-treatment change that was done, you know, and a subsequent biopsy was obtained. Secondly, once we have these repositories, we can now create a way to share these images. For example, if this patient... If, if there was a patient who came to the James and has, has prostate cancer and a biopsy was done at the James, and we, we see this 
cancer slide and it was digitized and the James pathologist I am a GU pathologist so I review prostate pathology slides I do I review them digitally now if I review this slide and I find an unusual form of cancer that's very rare I would like to get a second opinion on it in a traditional glass slide world these slides would now have to be packed accession shipped to a different a site like Johns Hopkins and if i wanted to dr smith to look at it or dr jones to look at it and give a second opinion it might take a week to 10 days and patients don't have that kind of a time anymore you know to treatments right. need to be started in a timely manner so with digital slides i can just press a button and seek a consult within minutes so before i was coming to visit you today i actually had a very rare skin a uh, p- cancer or a penile cancer from a patient hmm. and before i came here i clicked a button and i sent it to the dermatopathologist in at the james but she is in gehana so i was able to while i drove to and parked my car i got an answer that this is a, a specialized cancer and this needs to be tested in this way so imagine if i had to tr- start, if the oncologist had to start treatment they can do this in real time so we are now we've now created a virtual network of specialists who can then review these cancer slides instantaneously and then the third benefit which is more to come in the future but we've already started the foundation and the groundwork for it is to use image analysis and artificial intelligence on top of these tools of all, all these images so imagine if a patient has Uh, breast cancer and it's gone into the lymph nodes okay. and there are only 3 or 4 foci of cancer and there are 70 80 lymph nodes which involves making 70 to 80 slides so you're basically looking for cancer cells equal equal to finding a football in the buckeye stadium okay. so you look you're searching for a football a needle in a haystack exactly with computer technologies and artificial intelligence now we have tools which allow the computer to find those 3 to 4 cells uh, instantaneously and put them in front of the pathologist so they can review that slide first by taking biopsies from each lymph node or you're able to take biopsies from a few lymph nodes and extrapolate no we still have to take biopsies from all, all lymph the, okay. nodes but Today in the glass slide world it's a manual process you have to uh, okay. review 70 slides it takes about 10 minutes per slide okay so with this new technologies that we are building at the James we will we will be able to find that cancer that which is in those 70 slides and place it on top of the rack so the pathologist will focus on that slide first they still have to review other slides but as we make this technology better the computer and ai tools will enable us to be- make pathology very objective very standardized and also help us find signatures or profiles of the cancer which will allow oncologist and surgeons to treat the patient with with therapy which is very personalized so if we if for example if there's a patient with a very unique kidney cancer and has a very unique mutation and we have the digital slides and i can run the computer program and algorithms to find a very unique signature we can provide that information to the oncologist that 
compared to patient A and patient B, patient A is more likely to benefit from this therapy. And and we can do this just on images generated from these digital slides. So it helps you target which treatments have worked best for right. this uh, type of cancer in other patients. Right. So we can essentially create risk signatures for cancers using just images, which we cannot do on glass slides. So one of the advantages and uh, that we have at the James is now that we have these million slides of cancers of from cancer patients, we can use that as a way to train the algorithms and build okay. artificial intelligence tool. This is a very unique uh, resource, and uh, we are fortunate to have it at the James because no other place has such an enriched selection of cancer slides, which are then linked to annotated data or and programs like Orion, which enables us to now use, provide this information to researchers, cancer researchers at OSU and at the James Cancer Center to start building tools that would predict, be predictive for which therapy can we use effectively for patients. Now, you mentioned Orion, and Orion is a, a data gathering system of the James and several other hospitals around the country, so it's taking what you're doing and doing it on an even bigger scale. Yes. So Orion is a program that started before the digital pathology program, and they have thousands of patients in their databases which have, these patients have consented to cancer research. Their tissues are now, some of those cancer tissues are now being sequenced, and we now have molecular signatures for it. So they're becoming digitalized and adding to your million plus. Right. So we're now taking the same patients for which we have molecular signatures and digitizing their slides. So if a researcher who is in Tampa, Florida, or in the City of Hope, or in Johns Hopkins, who is part of the Orion Network, they can benefit from all this annotated data and images and the molecular signatures and, and create ways to treat these patients. Wow. So... And, and I think I understand this correctly. If you if you see a patient or group of patients that have this similar genetic markers, you can then target them for clinical trials that may for new drugs that may best help that person. Right. So traditionally, we when we select patients for clinical trials, it's based on you know the, the, it could be a genetic profile. But now at the James, we also will have a digital profile, a very unique image based risk score, which is not possible on glass slides. So it's another important tool in giving the right treatment to the right person at the right time. Yes. Right right treatment, right patient for the right diagno- with the right diagnosis for the right therapy. This is pretty exciting. This must get you going in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 for me, it's not work anymore. You know, it's yeah. just uh, a place to come and do the things that I like to do. Uh, and continue to innovate, continue to transform. It, to me, it's a, a, the most exciting part of my career right now. How did you come to be the director of the Digital Pathology Program? So before I came to the James, I was at uh, in Pittsburgh, and I was working there as a pathologist. And we had started to work with uh, G- GE, and we had started a company there, a startup company, to build cancer diagnostic tools using digital pathology. So when I heard about the new cancer program at the James, I met with the leaders here. I met with the Department of Pathology leadership. They already had a vision 
of taking this to the next level take and bringing in digital pathology to the cancer center so they invited me to come and look at a, look at this position and i was fortunate enough to be recruited here and and start the program and what what year was this that you came here so this was 2015 2015 and the new cancer hospital had just started yeah uh, we we were fortunate to get some initial funding from Pelotonia to help us uh, get started with this program and we were fortunate that we had uh, uh, the right people and the right you know technologies in place and within this technology within this field the FDA had approved the first scanner so we were fortunate to start using these tools and now we are on a roll we're on a, at the point where we build the infrastructure we build the tool sets and now we can start building the programs and the algorithms to help cancer patients. Wow, it's got a really exciting future and and speaking of the future, you're 4 years in. What do you see in 5 years down the road, 10 years down the road? How's this going to continue to kind of help uh move the needle forward? So one of the things which is happening in pathology over the, around the world is there's a shortage of pathologists. So over the last year we've been talking to pathology to pathologists and hospitals around the world who need uh, expertise who need help with their cancer diagnosis for example we were looking at working with a hospital in japan and in china and in india where there is a relative relative shortage of pathologists more specifically shortage of subspecialist pathologists like breast pathologists or brain pathologists or prostate pathologists we are lucky to have about 40 pathologists who are subspecialist and they are focusing on their areas so we are now able to leverage our subspecialty expertise to provide coverage for patients around the world so we built web based portal a consultation portal which would enable a patient to in united arab emirates to seek a second opinion from a pathologist in columbus ohio and maybe those patients will then travel to columbus and come to the james for treatment so you know so the goal is how can we take this program that we built in columbus ohio and allow it to benefit cancer researchers at in columbus cancer patients in columbus oncologists and the patient's team but also to extend it outwards because as a teaching and academic hospital that's one of our mission is to you know promote patient care not only regionally but globally and we are we are we positioned ourselves to do that with digital pathology program that's just an, an amazing concept to me to take in that that patients in India and Japan and China where there aren't uh pathologists enough in general and then specifically specialists in specific types of cancer will send uh hit a button on their computer and send it to your the experts here at the James who will give a complete and thorough diagnosis and send that back to the hospitals and the physicians in those countries so that they can best treat those patients you're going to save lives not just here in Ohio and beyond but around the world absolutely and uh, some countries in the world don't even allow patient material to to leave the country for example oh, china you yeah. cannot send pathology slide so this okay. is the one a way, a way around that. this is yeah. a way around it where patients can really benefit from it, this technology because to create a digital image will become a commodity in the future and there are already scanning companies in china and japan other places who will now 
facilitate the use of this technology for for creating digital slides. But the expertise is in the United States. The expertise in the is in Europe. And the reading and the reading the of reading the digital of those pe- slides, uh, slide, yeah. right? And and, and, and then and these here, yeah, to James. <laughs> and then these slides will then become part of that one million plus archive. And we oh, learn okay. from it, you yeah. know, because there are some unique things about cancer patients in other parts of the world. They might be exposed to different environmental factors or they might be have different genetic changes. So we're going to keep building this vast resource for re- cancer research, which will help many patients, not only locally, but you, around the world. You may, di- you may discover patterns in India and China that could lead to breakthroughs in treatment there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is why... The James, with the help of Pelotonia and uh, Ohio State uh, Medical Center, have invested in this technology because they believe this will transform how we make diagnoses in the future. Well, thank you for sharing this this amazing new concept of digital pathology and for filling us in on, on the future, which sounds really bright. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.